wait, maybe the question isn't, how do I beat him? Maybe the question is, dude, why are we even fighting in the first place? Hello and welcome to episode number two of season two of Under the Call of MS. Today we're getting into some comics that are Squirrel Girl style related. Because I ended up finding some covers with Squirrel Girl looking characters on the cover. And I'm like, well, what's up with this? I got to check out more and see what's going on. The first one is Ninja High School, number 177 from Antarctic Press. After the events of the shadows taking over the original Ninja High School universe, Anna Feeple and Professor Steamhead escape to an alternate Ninja High School universe where they will attempt to assemble a new team to return to their world and rescue their loved ones. The only problem is that the ingredient they need to make it happen rests in the hands of a scatterbrained alien squirrel. What could possibly go wrong? Plus the return of a certain ninja. This is fun. Uh, I'm guessing this is the first introduction to this squirrel, goofy squirrel, female squirrel character. Uh, the professor is obsessed with trying to figure things out. And everybody else is working along, trying to do what they can. And this scatterbrained female squirrel character is in here and helps them try and get to where they're going and helps them get what they need. And she has a cool squirrel-looking, squirrel-shaped ship that they travel in. Uh, it's, I haven't, I read a couple issues of Ninja High School way back in the past. don't remember much of them. Uh, I have some Ninja High School graphic, graphic novels I have yet to touch that I will be reviewing later in the future. But yeah, they, the, uh, scientist guy in here he like gets into the squirrel character's brain and does some mechanical readings on her and they just it's just it's a fun story what's going on and just them working on their travels and I just don't want to give away all the stuff that happens characters going through different types of formations and stuff and it's fun if you know anything about ninja high school it's more manga verse version style comics but yet not deep man manga style which is nice uh this one is black and white but it was a nice thick comic decent read so Check that out, Ninja High School, number 177. And then <clears throat> I picked up a new copy because my copy was destroyed, but I'll just give it a shout-out again. But The un Unbeatable Squirrel Girl trade paperback squirrel power. 
That's right. It's Squirrel Girl. The nuttiest and most upbeat superhero in the world is starting college. And as if meeting her new roommate and getting to class on time isn't hard enough, now she has to deal with Craven the Hunter, too. At least her squirrel friend, Tippy-Toe, is on hand to help out. But what can one girl and one squirrel do when a hungry Galactus heads towards Earth? You'd be surprised. With time running out and Iron Man lending a helping hand, sort of, who will win in the battle between the power cosmic and the power chestnut? Uh, if you don't know nothing about Squirrel Girl, this is a great introduction to her because you get the first four issues of Squirrel Girl in here. And you also get the original uh, comic that the original appearance of Squirrel Girl in comics is the final story in here. So I suggest if you want to know more about her, get this, check it out, learn learn what you can, see if you like it. Uh, you can pick that one up usually pretty decent price, for like probably six to ten bucks uh, for sale online used or in like new condition and on most selling sites. And then I seen this weird squirrel girl type character that actually has the full formation body of the squirrel with the human face. And she's got like three big toes and stuff like that, four fingers. Uh, I read the first issue stupidly not even paying attention to what the name of it and all that, but I got Voyage to the Stars, number one, two, and three. And uh, I started reading it and then realized that this is the podcast I, I listened to like the first three seasons of and it just did not click in my brain. The year is 20, 2263, and the Earth is, well, it's been better. But if the entire universe is going to be saved from Earth's fate, it'll be up to a crew of misfits who, all things considered, probably aren't qualified to save an important text document, let alone the galaxy. What could go wrong? The smash hit podcast, Voyage to the Stars, comes to comics. In this highly collectible series, we're pretty sure it's going to be nominated for all all the awards. If the award awarders know what's good for them. Uh, you may know some of these people that are in this that do it. Uh, Colton Dunn from Superstore, Felicia Day from Supernatural, and many other podcasting things. And, gaming sites and stuff. Janet Barney, Legend of Korra, Kirsten Bing, Bingsness from Criminal Minds, and Steve Berg from Drunk History. Five funny, great people that you've seen on many other things, but they're all they all came together, did a podcast with this 
very funny, joking, goofy, rag, ragtop team of goofballs that went on a mission and they come back and Earth is destroyed and their Earth gets destroyed by the nothing and they have to go build the see if they can find the parts to build the something to wipe out the nothing. And along the way they find a alien and basically like a birthing tube type thing. And uh well, like an alien cyborg type character. And they bring him to life and all kinds of fun ensues and you just gotta read along the story and see what happens. Uh one character's half machine half human one character is mostly squirrel part human uh, the ai unit of the ship is basically the sm- most intelligent character on the ship and uh, controls most of the things going on but yeah there's all these characters have their own interesting issues and things that happen it kind of seems like everything they do goes wrong but yet it also works out in some way shape or form so yeah i definitely say check this out i was getting burnt out on the podcast after the first i think i'm pretty sure three seasons i listened to but it was because i wasn't getting pictures i wasn't getting the view of these characters i couldn't the characters I had in my head, a couple of them were close to the characters that they came out with. But, uh, yeah, this makes it way more interesting, way more fun. I really enjoy reading the story and getting to know the characters again. All fresh and new. I want to re revisit the podcast. I don't think this is the same storyline that the podcast ran off of from the beginning, but I got to go back and just double check. I want to see how it did start again because I don't remember exactly what all happened back then. Other than hearing all the goofy stuff between Stu and half man, half robot, half AI or whatever you want to call it half man, half machine, and the AI unit that runs the ship, their inner interconnections and stuff. And then another one for the kiddies from Art Baltazar is Little Bell Star Galactica. This is fun as all his all their books are from oh yeah comics from Art and Franco and them guys. Uh this is a little dynamites one shot. Basically, the Battle Star Galactica crew are basically starting out, and they come across, of course, a Cylon ship. And they have to deal with those issues, and the characters, Starbuck, and but Starbuck's getting put through mental things again and he has his issues as always and the game gets uh, taken away from 
piloting their ships. They try to take them away from doing that, but you end up end up going out and dealing with the threats at hand. And as they always do, it's just fun seeing the little mishaps between the Cylons boarding the ship and what they do with the little Cylon parts and all that. It's all all kinds of fun. And of course this one I kinda of threw in here to go with Squirrel Girls because it's got Muppet, the little mechanical dog character from Star Galacticas in here. That's he's always Muffet's always a fun little character to see and deal with. But yeah, check that out. And you're sure to enjoy it. I hope they do do more of those. I don't know if they ever did. I think that's the only one that they did do. But I will have to check out, see if there's more. And then today is National Pizza Day. And a little fun fact for us fat United States people in the United States. Johnson eats more frozen pizza than any other place in the U.S. That's a little fun fact about how fat we are in Wisconsin here. I think we'll do a pizza tonight. We'll do one of the cauliflower crust or something like that for dinner. Let's get into some MS topics here. Uh, what does a cure for MS mean for us? Uh, will we ever see a world without MS? Will they ever find a cure? Will they at least stop it from getting worse? Uh, they got some new medications out there now that do help to hold off things a little bit longer and have a little less issues with all the ongoing problems related to it but uh there is lots of lots of new developing issues or things that we see that they're trying to do for ms but i don't think we're really seeing them the way we want to uh, what we'd like to see going on and stuff it's more of more and more money getting transferred around and nothing really coming from it, which is a major disappointment. I'd like to at least see them start to get, or we can have less discomfort, get rid of some of the pains, at least start showing some effort to help us live a more normal life. Uh, spend more time on research and less on fundraising and financial things get rid of all these companies that are doing fundraising but yet taking that fundraising money and paying off employees paying off business expenses and all that you don't need a business you don't need a bunch of employees to have a fundraising system we could easily make the fundraising system where it's not spread out through everybody, make one collective system. Anytime you donate, you can go out and earn money, collect money for uh, causes, and then you donate it to one 
distinct charity faction that uh, disperses the money in the means that you wish. If you just want to go towards cancer, just want to go towards kids, or multiple sclerosis, or pets, or whatever, you get to choose which avenue your donations go towards. And I believe that would make more sense and help us actually get more money into the funding instead of only seeing 15, 20, a little more percentage or a little less percentage than that actually put into uh, put into the different organizations and stuff. If you want to check out something that this is a nice little eye-opener about how it works with funding, fundraising and all that, and how the different societies work with multiple sclerosis and stuff. On Amazon Prime, they have a movie uh, called Living Proof. That's uh, done by the people that started the MS Hope organization. Uh, check that movie out if you have on Amazon Prime. I watched it last night because people were telling me to check it out. It is older and it's I, it's some of the things I'm a, not really thrilled with and, and some of the things I've been saying. But, uh, too much focus is on our medications and not enough focus towards other means, lifestyle changes and all that that you can do to prevent this from the start. But a lot of us, it's way too late to do those changes because, yeah, we can uh, hold off future issues and maybe revert back from some of the issues that we currently deal with. But you're not going to cure the stuff that's already done way too much damage to certain parts of our body. I don't see that happening. And I believe more in design, like I've said before, it, a diet around what makes your body work better and a lifestyle around that, the things that you can do that your body accepts and don't end up making your body feel worse. So look into those, learn what you can. Uh, you can do a variety of different things to try and get your body to a neutral point. I've been back on my 14 to 16 hour fasting days, intermittent fasting, and I'm going to do the sugar flush here. I believe next week I'm done with, I'm not drinking alcohol now until the hockey playoffs or the Stanley cup. Uh, get here. Not sure when it is this this year with all the goofiness of COVID and everything. But so that would probably be a good time to do my sugar flush. I'd like to get at least four weeks in, and then start introducing the different anti-inflammatory things and anti-glutens and all that. And see how it goes, how my body reacts to it, and. If you want to know a good, good diet plan and stuff, uh, <clears throat> what to eat, 
you should try out things like uh, healthy fats, like olive oil, oily fish, like mackerel, lake trout, herring, sardines, tuna, halibut, grouper, and salmon. Because you want those omega-3s. They've shown lots of benefits to us. <clears throat> in Protein-rich nuts, chia seeds, flax seeds are a benefit in your diet. Oh, they're high in fat. Most of it is monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fat, which is associated with good cardiovascular health. Uh, whole grains provide fiber, which promotes gut and heart health. Uh, smart choices include whole grain bread, brown rice, oatmeal, and quinoa. Fruits and vegetables supply important vitamins and minerals, including antioxidants. That can prevent or delay some types of cell damage. Things you want to avoid are added sugar in desserts, beverages, etc. Has been linked to obesity, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, tooth decay, and inflammation. Refined grains like white rice, white bread, and baked pastries have been stripped of their fiber and many of their vitamins, making them void of nutrition, basically waste. Wasteful stuff, not benefiting your body except for hunger. Uh, red meat's high in saturated fat, which raises your cholesterol and may lead to heart disease. Avoid processed meats like hot dogs, sausages, bolognese, <laughs> lunch meats. Gluten is a general name for the proteins found in wheat, although there's no evidence that gluten causes MS. Some studies have shown that People with MS report gluten intolerance in greater numbers than the general population. How much should you eat? Uh, a serving is equal to one cup raw vegetables or one half cup cooked vegetables. Eat at least four servings, approximately six to seven handfuls per day. A serving of fruit is about the size of a baseball or tennis ball. Eat three servings, approximately three to four handfuls a day. Beans, a serving is half a cup cooked beans or legumes. Eat at least three servings a week. Seafood, a serving of fish or shellfish is three to four ounces, about the size of a deck of cards. Eat two or three servings per week. Then your perfect plate would be a half a plate of vegetables, uh, whole grain or starchy vegetables should be on a quarter of your plate, and a quarter of your plate should be proteins. So that's a good foundation to basis your stuff off of. So you can consider those things for your health. And then let's look at canola oil versus olive oil. Canola oil and olive oil are two of the most popular cooking oils throughout the world. Uh, canola oil is made from rapeseed that has been bred to be low in toxic compounds like uric acid and glucose. 
glucosinolates, which rapeseed naturally contains. This engineering makes canola oil safe for consumption. Uh, extra virgin olive oil is extracted using only pressing, while regular olive oil contains a combination of virgin, which is pressed, oil, and refined, which is heated or chemically extracted. Extracted olive oil. Uh, basically, canola oil is made from selectively bred rapeseeds. Meanwhile, olive oil is made from pressed olives and comes in several forms. Uh, they have a similar nutritional profile. They're very close with many of their vitamins and minerals. Uh, olive oil and canola oil have similar compounds of fat and calories, but a different fatty a different fatty acid composition. Olive oil, especially extra virgin, is also higher in antioxidants than canola oil. Uh, you can use them for frying and stuff, but your canola oil can handle the higher, higher heat and won't start smoking early. Your olive oils pretty much will start smoking after about 350, 340. Uh, olive and canola oils are suitable for pan frying and medium heat cooking, while canola, canola oil is better for deep frying and high heat searing. For dips, dressings, and toppings, extra virgin olive oil is preferable due to its strong flavor. Uh, robust research links olive oil, especially extra virgin, to health benefits, including for your heart. It's less refined and boasts more antioxidants than canola oil, which makes it a better choice out of the two oils. Basically, if you got to cook higher heat, I'd say use canola oils. If you use lower heat or using it on fresh items, stick with your extra virgin olive oils or other olive oils. And then something that can help us well, testosterone, it improves not only our sex drive, but our exercise drive, our energy for work, our mental sharpness, our muscle repair, and revs our metabolism to help with weight control. Uh, they've been doing research on it, but of course, they're still looking into things. But if you want to try and raise your testosterone levels naturally, get yourself enough sleep. Most testosterone is made during the sleep cycle. If you're sleep deprived, you won't produce enough. Uh, lose body fat. The fat cells convert testosterone to estrogen. So lose 10 to 20 pounds and you will see a significant increase in your testosterone levels. In men, this com conversation of testosterone to estrogen commonly can cause breast tissue formation, man boobs. <laughs> Something most guys want to avoid. Uh, eat more healthy fat, like avocados, nuts, olive oil, seafood. Testosterone's made from healthy fat, from fat and people. And on low fat diets, have a drop in testosterone levels. Get enough zinc. Men who are zinc deficient have a drop in testosterone production. Good sources sources of zinc are oysters, dark chocolate, legumes, grass-fed meats, shellfish, and a good quality multivitamin. 
Right. Uh, get enough vitamin D. 1500 to 2000 IUs daily are recommended. Adequate vitamin D lowers sex hormone binding globulin, which binds to testosterone. Avoid eating sugar and refined carbs. Uh, do interval or burst exercise training. Do strength training to build muscle mass. You can eat either eat hormone-free dairy, poultry, and meats, or you can go vegan. Uh, avoid cooking food with plastic. Minimize drinking out of plastic bottles. Avoid cans and containers lined with BPA. And it's just that's great things. The bottom line is that men and women can improve their drive, energy, mental energy, and libido by making the proper lifestyle changes. And these same changes will also help you control your weight, prevent heart disease, memory loss, and extend your lifespan. So it doesn't hurt to try it out. See what you can do. Uh, I guess we're running out of time, so I'm not going to get to some of the other things today that I wanted to, but I will get to those later this week, hopefully. As usual, be good to everybody. Enjoy your day as much as you can. Do what you can to keep yourself from fatiguing out and getting having more issues. So be good to everybody. Have a great day, and we will talk to you again soon.